This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. So, did Andy Reid know who DJ Moore was and Justin <laughs> Fields was? Because I know he didn't know who Jordan Love was, and that created one of the funnier moments of the NFL owners' meeting. So, what was, what was interesting, David? The AFC coaches' breakfast was Monday morning. Swarm of media around Robert Sala's table, obviously. Swarm of media around John Harbaugh's table, obviously. Swarm of media around New Broncos coach Sean Payton's table. When the coaches' breakfast started, there were two people sitting at Andy Reid's table. I just looked over at Zach Berman, who covers the Eagles. I said, that is the Super Bowl winning coach right here, right? And we just laughed because Andy was just left by himself, essentially, because there's so many other big stories going on around the league. Um, and it gave us an opportunity to, to pick Andy's brain on a few things. I don't know uh, if he remembers all these other players. I obviously had a brain fart on the Jordan Love situation. Um, but that's just a little glimpse into to, to kind of how the sausage is made here sometimes. And usually, uh, you're, as a, a media member who doesn't cover that specific team you have to wait 20 25 minutes to plug in one question but andy was had one kansas city writer next to him and so there was a chance to to dig in and to some fertile ground there early on in the in the breakfast so back to the quarterback situation in terms of the bears and ryan poles talking about why he made the deal when he made the deal he said it came down to the tape and when they got to the nfl combine they were pretty sure about what direction they would go but they saw the nfl combine the workouts by the quarterbacks involved, and then it said it came down to the tape, and Justin Fields' tape was better than any of the four projected first-round draft picks uh, as quarterbacks. What did you make of that? Well, kind of what you hear publicly and privately is that this um, team has confidence in who Justin is inside the building, and that's kind of what they're using as fuel right now. It's a test that's going to play out in 2023 in terms of the significance and where Justin can take all this. Um, but just the, the idea that, that they, they know he has the intangibles. They felt like it gave him a leg up on some of the unknowns, you know, some of the guessing that they would have to do in the draft. And so that's kind of what steered their decision. Now they, they've, they've gone out and they've gotten him a playmaker in DJ Moore. They have acknowledged that they need to get more offensive line help. To, to, to sturdy that up before week one in September. Uh, but now you get a chance to, to roll the dice and it collectively, they all feel very confident that that decision was the right one. You and I will both keep our, uh, our fingers on this page and say, Hey, let's not turn too far away from this because the bears did have an opportunity in the off season of 2023 to turn the page if they wanted and chose not to. Um, and so we just have to remember what they passed up from uh, every single player in the draft standpoint to stay the course with Justin Fields, which we've advocated that they do. We, we will do, that but i think we need to remind people of what you just said and how you concluded there 
I do believe the smartest thing to do at this stage of Justin Fields' career of Ryan Poles' tenure, Matt Eberflus's tenure, is to see it through. Mm-hmm. I, I That doesn't mean – okay, and I think we might, I might be splitting hairs here, but I think this is a podcast. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the difference. I think that you can project that this is the right thing for the Bears at this time because Justin Fields looks special and is worth investing in, and you build around him, and you take your chances with this quarterback because you believe in him. I don't think that means that what you saw on tape from Bryce Young, from C.J. Stroud, those two specifically, means that that Justin Fields' NFL career is going to be better than theirs. I don't know if that's the same thing, Dan. I, I understand why the Bears, to me, this was more of a practical statement than it was a profound one. The profound one would be, all right, we believe and we're starting over with Bryce Young. We're starting over with C.J. Stroud. We're going to move on because we we think that's the best way to get to the Super Bowl. And and I just don't know if that would have made as much sense to me as what they're doing now, even though it's conceivable to me. I don't think this says they think Justin Fields is going to be a better NFL quarterback than these two other guys. I just think this says this is the most practical path back to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but I do think that there is something to be said. You know, there's a difference between practicality and long-term production results, and you have to make sure that practicality doesn't become the engine of everything you do because then you may miss an opportunity to to make a decision that that might serve the franchise better long-term. Look, again, this is going to be a fascinating 2023 season, and you understand that Justin's going to have to make developmental leaps himself. He's going to have to count on people around him both within the coaching staff and his supporting cast to help him make those developmental leaps. And the Bears have to get better there. I think roster-wise, one of the most notable things to come out of the, the sessions we've had here this week, David, is the acknowledgement from Ryan and, and Matt that the lines don't look like they want them to look. They've been open and saying, like, we, we, we have a work in progress there. We haven't gotten enough help up front. And the understanding that you and I have that, the, the front lines on both sides of the ball are so critical, it should give you a little bit of uh, of anxiety as the Bears work towards the draft. Now need-based, more than flexible-based. Now going into a, a wave of free agency that a lot of people in the league are talking about after the draft, where there's some of these veteran guys that are still hanging out there and want to see the landscape settle right in the draft and then find out, okay, who drafted who and where are the opportunities for me? Now that now that you haven't got the, the payday that you want, now you're seeking opportunity, right? And so now the Bears are going to have to monitor that as well as the draft. But you and I both sit here today understanding that neither the offensive line or the defensive line puts the Bears in position to be competitive on a meaningful level in 2023. So now you got to go, go to work here in the next six to seven weeks to make sure it looks better by the time you hit OTAs. Okay, good with what Ryan Poles said, good with what Kevin Warren said. He talked about Arlington Heights. Nothing has changed there. I, I, that I could see, Dan, I think it's all pretty much going to take a lot of time. There are going to be updates along the way. I want to get into what Matt Eberflew said from a football perspective because what I, what you just said was also pretty surprising to me how open they were in acknowledging that basically they don't have lines that they trust yet and they're going to have to rely on the draft as heavily as they will. I also found it interesting that Matt Eberflus, after basically last fall – uh, reinforcing this idea that they needed Roquan Smith in that example to make more plays on the ball yeah. and yeah. the off the ball linebacker needs to do that to me today sounded very on Tuesday trying to justify why Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Edmonds wasn't that guy but can learn to be that guy because he's going to play the middle and that's where that that job is going to require him to do more 
it's why as a reporter you're so driven at events like this to get stuff on record to understand what the vision was to see what the philosophy was in signing a guy to understand what they see that guy doing and and what role they see him filling and in the case of Tremaine Edmonds Matt Eberflus was pretty emphatic in saying he's going to be our Mike linebacker that his range and athleticism is, is really beneficial to pass defense in the middle of the field and taking away uh, things for, for an opposing offense but with that comes this idea that ball production can be taught Tremaine Edmonds doesn't have it over his first five seasons in the league and Matt believes that the hits principle and all the things they emphasize on a period by period practice by practice day by day basis at Hells Hall will change his mindset and create more ball production okay great now let's see it play out that's the, the hypothesis now let's do the experiment right and let's go into it in 2023 and and figure out where it heads because there's certainly nothing on Tremaine Edmonds resume right now that says this guy is going to be highly productive at taking the ball away which is a key component of the hits philosophy and so now the Bears are, are making it a huge investment that they can get that done from a coaching standpoint and from a development standpoint. And I also would just, I, I want a clarification, I guess, Dan, and maybe he followed up with this, but in the scheme, I was all, we were always have been led to believe the weak side linebacker is the, is the power position. The one place right. where you want somebody who's going to clean up everything and make the big play. And that's where you put your guy. That's why it surprised me a little bit. That isn't necessarily TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards is the guy who played in the middle in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, he was the guy who was in the middle of everything. And not it, it may be a subtle difference, but I don't know how significant it is. Well, and subconsciously, I wonder, you know, Matt Eberflus played linebacker. Matt Eberflus coached linebackers. Is the, is the linebacker in him um, just subconsciously making him gravitate and, and creating a magnetic force that brings him to linebackers that he likes watching. And oh, by the way, you still need a pass rush. And the, the, the biggest guy you've signed from a pass rush standpoint is a guy that Mike Vrabel spoke very highly of this week, but said played predominantly inside uh, it, with the production he had last year in Tennessee and Demarcus Walker. And so you've got a lot of work to do there to get you the interior defensive line up to speed, to get your edge guys up to speed. And now you've, you've made these investments in linebackers and you've got to make that pay off. That's got to become uh, something that, that turns dividends for you as a defense if you're going to make those investments and ignore these other parts of your defense. And so, um, look, like they've got a lot of work to do. And it's why, you know, right here, you know, in the last week of March in, in Arizona in 2023, we're, we're not proclaiming the Bears on, on the, the express uh, lanes toward the playoffs. 